First Thessalonians 5.16. You there? Almost there? Somewhat there? All right. All right. It says, rejoice evermore. Amen. Rejoice evermore. See, I can read it twice because I have room since it's so short. Father, I just ask God that you'll direct today and help us to understand something so vital that we sometimes take for granted or, or miss out on completely. And I ask God that you'll direct today everything that I say that will benefit your people. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. First Thessalonians 5.16. I always have to say that Thessalonians slow because I usually say it wrong. If I say it fast, if we were to ask you, what do you want for your children? What do you want for your own life? What do you want to, you know, to accomplish? What do you want to see your grandkids? Most people would say, I want them to be happy. Today, we're going to have this big, huge game going on that millions of people are going to watch. Probably a lot less this year than in previous years because everybody's mad at the NFL. But there will still be millions of people watching this game. When this game is over, there's going to be uh, half the people going out with really long faces. Well, I don't know, what's 80, 84% will be going out uh, either happy or sad, and the other 16% will be <laughs> happy or sad, depending upon the outcome of the, uh, of the game. Um, and it'll be a time of ju- jubilation for some, happiness for some, sadness for another. They will express their happiness by doing what every happy person does. They'll go tear their city down. <laughs> Go figure, I don't understand that, but that's pretty well how it works out. <laughs> go tear their town down. Uh, you can go on the internet, you can go on YouTube, and you can watch tons of videos upon, about people trying to have fun. Usually an ambulance is called afterwards. They do something crazy trying to have fun for a moment, that adrenaline high, that something that just makes you jump up with joy. But you realize that happiness is actually a pretty short-term thing. Uh, It it doesn't last a long time. In fact, the world record was broken uh, just not too long ago. A young girl, can't remember her name now, but she smiled for 10 hours. I think it was 10 hours and 5 minutes. She smiled. That's the world record. Who can smile for 10 hours and 5 minutes? And that's the world's record. This is what... This is what I want to get across, is that happiness is this and that. It's there, then it's gone. If somebody was to to do something kind for you, you'd be happy for a a few moments. Then you'd be distracted into something else. We have an old song in in the the church. People have been around a long time and remember their kids singing, I'm in, right, out, right, up, right, down, right, happy all the time. Anybody remember that one? Am I an alien? Our kids used to sing now. <laughs> I'm in right, up right, out right, up, whatever. Happy all the time. We're lying to our kids. None of us are happy all the time. <laughs> it does not work that way. We are not happy all the time. We can be joyful all the time. 
See, we too oftentimes equate those two things, and they're two completely different concepts. They're not even close to the same. You cannot stay excited for an hour. You would be exhausted. (laughs) You get excited for a while, and then you're on to something else. That's If you think about, if somebody was to come in right now and uh, and hand Mike a a million dollars in cash, he would jump up and do cartwheels and dance in the aisles. And, man, this is amazing. <laughs> Carla says, I want to see that. That would be awesome to watch. That would be one happy man got a million dollars. But out of curiosity, one day I looked up how much a celebrity makes to play on, what is that show called? Uh, Big Bang Theory? They make a million dollars a week. To play on a show. Do you think they do have the same reaction when they pick up their check every week? No. No. They're like, yeah, there's my million bucks. Yeah, got me another million bucks this week. And there's no, there's a totally different reaction to the same circumstance taking place. They use direct deposit. <laughs> yeah, they use the direct deposit. <laughs> It's a totally different thing. That joy, that happiness, I should say, is just a short-lived thing, and it depends upon a lot of different factors. You can just be happy. Somebody give you something, you know. If, I, if somebody came up and gave me a full three-quarter inch ratchet set, I would be like, man, this is awesome. Give that to my wife, and she'd be like, yeah, what's this? What am I supposed to do with this thing? She wouldn't have a clue. She wouldn't care. And sometimes it, people, what makes them happy at one moment totally goes away later. I remember years ago when we actually watched American Idol and Kelly Clarkson won. Anybody remember that? That was one excited little girl. And then she got to meet Clive Davis and they had this big thing about her meeting Clive Davis and him uh, starting launching her career and she was just excited. She was just in awe of this powerful man that was making her career. It was only a couple years later that her and Clive Davis were in an all-out feud. They hated each other. Same girl, same guy. But all of a sudden, she'd been rich for a while. She'd already had stuff for a while, and it took that happiness away because it didn't have the same effect. Happiness is so much different than joy. Happiness is an outward thing. Joy is an inside thing. Adrian, I get it mixed up. Adrian Rogers used to preach that joy is an inside job. That's what joy is. It's an inside job. Joy is something that it doesn't matter whether you're happy at the moment, you are still joyful. Joy is something that comes from God. Happiness comes from a situation that's happening in front of you right then. Happiness meets a surface need. But joy meets the inside need of your life. See, happiness does not mean you are joyful. Robin Williams made people laugh for, I don't know, 40, 50 years. And he was a miserable man. Miserable man. Unhappy to the core. So many comedians. In fact, that's that's very common among comedians. That they are very happy outside. But they're not so happy inside. I watched an interview with Jerry Lewis not much before he died, and that was one mad, cranky old man. I'm like, Jerry Lewis? Isn't he supposed to be just happy all the time? That Jerry Lewis. He was mad. He was mad as a hornet. 
<laughs> Happiness is like a, a thermometer. It registers uh, conditions. But joy is like a thermostat. It regulates conditions. See, joy in your life changes your life. How do some people, how do some people deal with problems and trials and situations so much better than other people? A lot of times it's because of the joy that they have in their heart. See, it doesn't change because of that. It, your, your circumstance and, and I was listening to this message from Adrian Rogers, and he brought this up when he said he, he got a letter from a lady who, who had heard a message that he had preached on joy, and that she said in that letter, she said, I heard that message, I was in your, your congregation that day, I listened to the message, and I really realized, wow, joy is something that doesn't get affected by my outward circumstance. She said, we drove home, and our house had burned down. <laughs> Talk about putting the rubber to the road right off the bat. She said, everything had burned to the ground. We had lost everything. All of our keepsakes, all of our pictures, everything was gone. She said, but it was just like something supernatural because, yeah, there were a few tears and, of course, we were upset and we were hurt, but there was a weird joy that came upon our, our whole family and we were just celebrating the Lord in the middle of this tragedy. That's what joy gives you the ability to do. It takes you past that circumstance that's happening right in front of you. As, you're, as, you, as you look at a loved one who is struggling with life-threatening sickness or your car engine blows and you look at your bank account and it's at zero or you can go down the list of things that happen. But God can give you joy in the midst of all of that. It's not based on what's happening at the moment. It is based on who you know as your Lord and Savior. It is about a a life-changing experience. Jesus was a man acquainted with both sides of it. Isaiah 53.3 says that a man, he was a man of sorrows, yet anointed with the joy, the oil of gladness above his fellows. He was a man acquainted with sorrows, but he was anointed with the oil of gladness. That's an amazing thing because no matter what we're going through, joy... Now look, you can have everything you want. If somehow some magical genie came upon you and said, I'm following you around for the rest of your life, you just tell me what you want. And uh, you'll have it instantly. And you know what? You'd probably be miserable. You'd be miserable because those things don't do a thing for you. How many celebrities have we lost because of this very concept? They have it all. They have everything. We were watching this show called what, How It Really Happened, I think it's what it's called. And it has a story of different things. And they were talking about the story of Heath Ledger. Uh, Prince, uh, different ones that have, have died in the lives that they lived. They were miserable. They had all the money they could possibly ever spend, and they were miserable. You know why? Because they looked for things instead of looking for the one that they needed. I want more things. I can get it if I just have this. They say Michael Jackson used to go on a shopping spree and spend a million dollars in one day just on shopping sprees, and he was a miserable man, and he had all that, and, and we wrestle with that because we, we think we're going to be the exception to that. 
Yeah, well, but if I had the money, I would be happy. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be any happier than the other ones are. Because it's not based on a number in your bank account. It is based on your position with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Without relationship with Him, there can be no joy in your life. Joy, what's the, why do we have to have joy? Because joy is essential to winning people to Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. If you're not a joyful person, you won't win anyone. Imagine going to Wendell Ford and you're going to buy a car and some miserable salesman comes out. What can I do for you today? Oh, you want to walk all the way over to that car? Can't you look at one closer? I, uh... It wouldn't be long you'd be looking for somewhere else to shop. Folks, Christians have been doing that for years. I remember, my wife will remember, I don't even remember what church it was, but there was this, this old lady, a pastor's, old pastor's wife, her, her sleeves were clear down to here. She had a bun on top of her head that was like way up there. And she stood there like a statue and looked. And there was always like this space around her. Remember that? There was always a space because nobody ever wanted to get that close. Angry. She just looked angry and nobody ever really talked to her much. Occasionally people would go over there that knew her well, but she kept people at such a distance. You go through life like that, how many people are going to come to you and say, boy, I sure wish I had what you have? (laughs) Man, can you tell me how you get that way? I can't wait. (laughs) David backslid. David had a special relationship with God, but he lost out. He walked away. He got in, in a spot. He, got, he fell into sin, and he lost his effectiveness for God. He lost his effectiveness. He couldn't win anybody to God's way anymore. But Psalm 51, 12 and 13 says, Restore unto me, David's saying this, Restore unto me the joy, the joy of thy salvation. Bring it back. Give it to me again. Give me what I've lost. I've lost that joy, God. I want it back. And uphold me with thy free spirit. Then what does he say? Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. David got it. David understood. I fell away. I got into sin. I messed up. I I, I threw away what I had. God, I need you to give it to me again. I need that joy that I used to have. I need that fulfillment, that joy, that contentment that I used to have. Because without it, I can't do anything for you. But once I have that, then I can teach transgressors their ways. Then sinners will be converted to you. Because they're going to want what I am demonstrating, what I am showing. I tell you what, when, you're, when the bottom falls out of your life, your neighbors and friends are watching. And believe me, I don't care who you are, you're going to live a tragedy. You're going to get in a car wreck. One of your loved ones will get in a car wreck. One of your loved ones will get sick. You will get sick. You'll lose your job. You can go down the list. It's going to happen. A meteor will hit your house. Something's going to take place in your life that is a tragedy. 
When you are full of the Holy Spirit of God and you are full of His His presence and you have the joy of God in your life, you will cry, you will hurt, you will struggle, and you will battle during those times just like everyone else does. But joy takes you to a position where you can walk through it with with that peace of God in your life where it doesn't destroy you and you don't want to go slit your wrist because of it. Because you have the joy of Almighty God in your life. Well, the presence of God does that. Nobody wants a miserable salvation. Nobody wants that. They want to have something that gives them... They're, they're hungry. They, these people are already hurting. They're, they're already living in misery. And they're looking for an answer. And that answer comes from a child of God that is full of the Spirit of God and has the joy of the Lord. That's where the answer is. I have this weird thing this week. I'm not sure what it was, but I had angry people deal with me this week. And one of them was I had a meeting at 10 o'clock to meet this guy. And I was running about 15 minutes early and I noticed when I got there, he was already there. Bill knows this. He was there. He was there just a little while later. (laughs) So I get out of my truck and I'm kind of laughing and I said, wow, people keep doing that to me. And he says, what? And I said, being early. He said, early? We said 10 o'clock, it's 10 o'clock. I was like, dude, you okay? You need a safe space? You need a cup of coffee? You all right? And then he said, I, I make money by the job. I don't have time to stand around. I said, it's a quarter till 10. <laughs> I'm early. <laughs> Just mad. <laughs> I'm like, fella, you need some joy. <laughs> you need some joy in your life. And then I had a, a travel trailer I parked in front of this. It was a public parking spot. And this lady opens the door and she said, you're going to move that? I said, uh, yeah, in a little while. Why? She said, because if you leave it there, my kids are going to have to be let off over there or over there. I'm like, whew. People in Colville have a happy pill you can take? What is wrong with you people? You're just mad. people need to get some joy in their heart you know when we have joy the way we deal with life is different but how we deal with people is different when you have the joy of the Lord in your life we don't let people control our day people love to control your day they love to control you. I was talking about toxic people. If you have a toxic person in your family, and I'm not going to give away what I'm going to be talking about when we do this, but let me just say, if you have a toxic person in your family, they will try to control your life. Everything you do, everything you say, they want to control it. Joyful people don't control you that way. The joy of the Lord gives us freedom. And what are the qualities that bring joy? You cannot have joy and be living in sin at the same time. Can't do it. Sin brings misery. Freedom brings joy. If you are living, I don't care what's happening, and nobody in the whole world knows that sin is there. God knows that sin is there. But more than that, you know that sin is there, and you battle with it every day. And it will take the joy from your life. It will put you in misery. It is something, sin never brings happiness. Never, it brings happiness. Let me back. Sin does bring happiness. Sin never brings joy. 
You say, well, how, what's that mean? Well, you can go down here to the bar, go down to the block on the weekend, you can get hammered out of your mind and laugh and have a great time, probably end up in a fist fight before the night's over and wake up along the side of the street puking in a gutter. <laughs> wow, well, I had a great time last night. Oh, that was fun. Was that a little too graphic? <laughs> I had a great time last night. You know what? You may have had fun, you may have laughed a lot, but there wasn't an ounce of joy in your soul. Because that does not bring joy. Romans 5, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, whom, by whom also we have access by faith unto this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope. How do you, how do you uh, make that simpler? This is it. If you're born again, you'll have joy in your heart. That's what he's saying. When we realize what God has done for us, we are joyful. We were sinners. We were lost. We were hopeless. We were on our way to hell. Until one day we realize that our Savior died on a cross and washed away my sin. How can I help but not just say, praise the Lord. Thank God. Joy comes in our hearts when we realize we've been paid for. Jesus bought and paid for us. And we have something to be joyful for because it doesn't matter if the world crashes around us. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. It doesn't matter what the bank account says. It doesn't matter what we're dealing with at work because we know our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and when this whole thing is said and done, they can kill this body, but they can't kill this spirit because this spirit it's going to be with Jesus Christ for eternity. How can you not be joyful? Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Washing the sins away, there's no more guilt. I watched a little video, and you might have seen it because I think I posted it on Facebook. Little girl, little maybe two, three years old, and her daddy was, was interrogating her. And he said, he said, did you paint fingernail polish on your Barbie dolls, and immediately the child starts to cry. And she's like, she told me to. <laughs> he said, the Barbie doll told you to paint fingernail polish on her? Yes. If I know. And I thought, I was thinking about it later. Why was she crying? Because of guilt that comes with sin. She immediately felt guilt. We, as adults, hide that. We don't cry every time we feel guilty. Two-year-olds can't help it. But we, we learn we're past that point. You know, we don't do that anymore. But that doesn't mean the guilt for our sin is not still there. When we are sinful, we feel guilty. When we are clean, when we are purified, we feel joyful. We feel so free. Sin destroys joy. Your joy is not demonstrated in your actions. Your joy is demonstrated in your reactions. How do you handle things? How do you react to things? See, I tell you, I admit, probably one of my times when I struggle with gritting my teeth <clears throat> the most is when I look at the sign and it says 55 miles an hour and I look at the speedometer and it says 45 miles an hour and I'm like, get out of my way. (laughs) (laughs) 
I probably have my most carnal moments at that time. I'm like, can you not read that sign? Just push on that little pedal and you'll be amazed at what that car will do. (laughs) It frustrates me to no end. But you know what? When we have the joy of the Lord, our reactions are different. Our reactions are different. It's not so much in our actions, but it's in our reaction to things. People will see the joy of the Lord in us on how we, not on what we do every day, but how we react when things happen. When something happens, that's when it makes a difference. And joy comes from having a confidence in our Lord. When we are confident in our walk with God, Ephesians 3.12 says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of Him. Boldness in God comes from being full of that Holy Spirit. God gives us that boldness. People can argue, they can, they can try to mock you and sneer at you and whatever for your relationship with God, but God gives a boldness that says, I don't care, I have faith, God is going to get me through. Him and I, we have a thing going and we're going to stay together through, right on through the end. I'm not giving up on this. Second Timothy 1.12 says, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. He said, I am confident in my God. I am assured. I am am grounded. And none of that changes because of sickness or poverty or trials or needs or any of that. None of that changes. Hebrews 10, 34, say, uh, the, the writer says, it took joyfully, you took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. You took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. Hmm, that's not easy. Because most of us worked hard for our goods and we don't want somebody to come take it or destroy it. But we took joyfully, how? Knowing in yourselves that ye have, a, uh, have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. They can take everything you ever spent a dollar to get, but they cannot take your soul. They cannot take the promise. They cannot take the hope that is in Christ Jesus. They can't take it. If, all of, if you lose everything, if your joy is in your stuff, you will be miserable. But if your joy is in the Lord, you will have joy even if you lose all your stuff. Joy only comes through a steadfast and unwavering commitment to God. James chapter 1, verse 6 says, Let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. What's that saying? That's saying if you're a Christian on Monday, you're also a Christian on Tuesday, and again on Wednesday, and again on Thursday. And it doesn't stop as your week goes on. You're not in one day and out the next day. You're not on the, the mountaintop today and the valley tomorrow. You serve God the day the same way every day. Well, does that mean you never have a bad day? Now, if you ever listen to some of them old southern preachers, they would try to tell you they have never had a bad day since they got saved. There's a word for that. They're called liars. And you know where liars go. Congress. 
That's where they go. So, <laughs> so you're going to have bad days as a Christian. Bad days don't affect your joy. Joy is deeper than that. Joy is in the spiritual man, the inner man. That joy that is unmovable. He is not... It, it, again, I, uh, Adrian Rogers made a comment I just loved. He said, if, if, if God is not the Lord of everything, he is, He's not the Lord of anything. I love that. I, I just meditated on that for several days. If God's not the Lord of everything, He's not the Lord of anything. You can't give Him a little bit of your heart. You can't give Him a little bit of your life. God, I'll give you this much. How about if I give you 23%? God, is that okay? But how about 30? How about I, God doesn't negotiate. He's not pawn stars. He doesn't negotiate prices. He said, either you surrender your heart and life 100% to me or you don't belong to me. It's that serious. Even the fruit of the Spirit. Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say we rejoice. The Bible tells us that the fruit of the Spirit is joy. You can't help it. John 15, 11 says, These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. See, joy and Christian living cannot be separated. They are together. John 17, 13 says, And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Nehemiah 8.10 says, Then he said unto them, Go your way and eat the fat and drink the sweet, and send the portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You want to be a strong child of God? Be full of the joy of the Lord. Be full of the joy of the Lord. You will be strong in your walk with, with God. But joy does not come automatically you don't just you know bam it's there and it's there forever there's things we have to do you're not going to be joyful if all you do is put in what destroys joy you can't do it if you are spending all of your time uh putting feeding this computer nothing but bad you will destroy that life that is within you, that joy that is inside of you. Just turn on modern television. It'll destroy your joy pretty quickly. I mean, there's hardly anything worth watching anymore. It's disgusting. And it'll destroy that. But the Word of God brings life into you. Prayer brings life into you. Communion with God brings life into you. Turn off the junk and turn on the things of God in your life. What you feed will grow. Amen? Where'd you go? What you feed will grow in your life. If you feed the carnal man, that carnal man will get stronger. If you feed the spiritual man, the spiritual man will get stronger. That's a given 100%. You can't change it. You can't feed the carnal man all day long and say, well, I'm, on, I'm a powerful man of God or woman of God. It does not work that way. The carnal feeding the carnal man will kill the spiritual man in you. It will, it will suppress that and it will kill the joy. 
that God has given you. So what I want, want us to do is realize, first of all, we have a say in this. We decide whether we're going to have the joy of the Lord or not. He won't hold, it down, hold you down and shove it down your throat. God will not hold you down and shove joy down your throat. And when you feed that, that man, that, that, that inner man, with the joy of the Lord, with the things of God, it will get stronger and your life will be happier. Even those short-term happy things. You can appreciate things better when you have joy in your life. You ever notice that? If you have joy, you are also happier. You tend to be happier when there's joy in your heart. Can you stand with me and let's pray? Lord, I realize, as Bob said, people have had a rough year the last year. So many people. Lord, there's people that have lost loved ones. There's people that have, that have gotten terrifying reports from doctors. Lord, there are people that have, have dealt with financial struggles and gone without and wondered how they were going to make it. Lord, there are people that have de- dealt with their own personal trials and battles within their own minds and their own spirits. Lord, people fought it seemed like all year long last year. It seemed like a nonstop battle. But Lord, people are here today with joy in their hearts, even in the midst of battle. Lord, as we've, as we've witnessed people that, that we love with all of our hearts deteriorate right before our eyes, God, we still have joy because the Spirit of God is in us. And I thank you for that. Lord, I'm praying right now for these people, every one of them. I know every one of these people have struggled this, in the last year, Lord. They've struggled, they've battled, they've, they've dealt with things that maybe they've never dealt with before. Things that they've never known before. I pray for them, each one, God. Those that have lost loved ones. Those that have <clears throat> had problems in their bodies that they've never experienced, never known before. God, I pray for them right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask for your peace and and that joy. I pray, God, that as the devil has tried to take joy from people's hearts, I pray that you'll restore it right now. As David cried out and and asked you for joy again, God, I pray for people right now that you'll put joy in their heart. People that have lost it, people that have, have, have let it slip, I pray for them right now, God, that you'll put joy into their heart. God. Just ask that your hand will be upon them. 